Hello and welcome to episode one, Black Girls Behind the Scenes of Wicked Coven's podcast, where my closest friends get together and they talk about all things nerdy in the world of comics, anime, video games, movies, and television. It's your main host, Shania Anderson, and today I have Liliana, one of my best friends in the world. Hello. Just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you. Hey, Shania. Thank you for that awesome introduction. Um, like she said... I'm uh, Lily. I'm one of Shania's best friends. Um, I'm an RA in the residence hall and expert on all things black girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect because exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, so this is going to be our first official episode. We had episodes in the past, but this is going to be the first official one that gets into the topics of what we're going to talk about. So right now we're going to specifically introduce the podcast in itself and we're going to also explain why this first episode is going to be the most important episode of our podcast. So our introduction is usually I'm the main host. We're going to talk about anything nerdy about anything behind the scenes in pop culture in the eyes of black girls and specifically black girls and then anybody else here and their perspectives and their opinions on that but this first episode is going to mainly talk about representation in the black community specifically in black girls and afro latinos and we're also going to see how they're represented in not just movies we're going to do tv shows video games comics anime and just not anime but the anime community and the community within itself of these fandoms um that black girls are typically they say that we're not interested in Mm -hmm. um so that's what we're gonna talk about and let's get into it so as we said we're gonna start off with movies and television and i think we're gonna start off the topic with representation so lily do you have anything about representation first yeah definitely um representation in movie and television specifically when it's geared towards black girls uh i myself am uh, afro-latina um my pam my family is from panama um and i can say wholeheartedly growing up i have never seen a panamanian girl a dark-skinned afro-latino girl in any movie or any television series um that represents our culture with that being said growing up the culture that i got was directly handed to me from my mother i was never able to see myself on tv um on a movie screen uh so so that representation for me just wasn't there what about you Shania? for me of course there's there's black characters and there's black girls in film but the first time i ever remember seeing like a true black girl on film was like scary movie mm-hmm. and you know regina hall she played the 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 ghetto attitude girl and then from there i seen slave movies and then uh-huh. from there I seen just the sassy black girl that always has to come with these sassy comebacks and mm-hmm. always has this attitude. That always has this attitude. So for me, representation was kind of like iffy because mm-hmm. yes, I have that sassy part about me, but that's not all that's about yeah. me. Like I am weird, you know, I am, let's put it out there, I am a little, just a little bit weird in the stuff <laughs> that I like. So. It's like I've never seen a nerdy black girl. And if I seen a nerdy black girl, it was like for a second and then it was like gone. Mm-hmm. Or she got bullied and then it was like she was there for like a minute. Yeah. So or it she's always the, the best friend, never the main character. Never the main character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess now representation is starting to get a little bit more, 
I would say better mm-hmm. in terms. Um, you can talk about the photograph. I haven't seen it yet, but it's mm-hmm. just about a boring movie about black love, supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. With uh, Issa Rae? Issa Rae. Yeah, Issa Rae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people were complaining that, that it was boring, and she finally said it was like, you know, let us have our boring movies. Yeah. It never has to be about strength or mm-hmm. being to adapt. Like, can it's just, just a black rom com? Let it be a black rom com. <laughs> yeah, like can 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 I just fall in love and be right. okay with falling in love? But if it was Cameron Diaz playing as the main character, I'm sure it, that the ratings would be off the damn charts. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it's like some people are like, can we have our own Notebook? Right. Like Notebook to me, I've never seen it i find oh, it's it a tearjerker. you gotta see it <laughs> i never wanted to because i'm just like there's another movie about this i, yeah. I don't care i can go watch another movie and it'd be the same similar mm-hmm. thing um but we are not allowed to have those boring mm-hmm. type of movies yeah and we have to get into that like we have to get into it more because like a new netflix show that's coming out is another excuse me another white girl that's getting bullied her friend is mixed, but she's on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting bullied. Oh, the new rendition. It's uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically another carry. It's another carry on top of um, bullying. Yeah. But she's not going to kill everybody. It's just more like... She's just discovering her powers at this I'm point. I'm just a boring white girl. Yeah. I think that's one of the lines in there. It's that's just, what, that's another... the opening line? <laughs> I'm just a boring 17-year-old white girl. Right, average 17-year-old white girl. So, okay. like, this is another movie... And now she just right. discovered that she can. Can I have powers. a boring, average seventeen-year-old black girl? That, no, yeah. that has to there's do no nothing such, about no such thing. Yeah, <laughs> that has to nothing to do about race and 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 like the hate you give. Like mm-hmm. it could have just been, you know, it is the premise of it is about race, but like she also had a normal ass life, mm-hmm. and we never got to see that normal life because race is always introduced and yes race is always introduced in my life yes i always have to be cautious but there's just days where i'm just going to school dealing with family problems dealing with personal problems and it's not you know there's nothing to do with that that has to make it you know about strength or adapting yeah so and i think that plays a really big part when we start talking about the roles that uh black girls are able to play specifically black women um for example like lapita did she is a gorgeous dark-skinned oh yeah of course but nobody would have ever thought to put her inside of a horror movie but guess what she was put inside of a horror movie she was given that option and she tore that shit down you know it was amazing it was an awesome movie but because we're so used to these roles of the sassy black girl or the strong best friend you know what i mean that the black women are not given the opportunities to play things outside of that and so now that this awesome black director gave her the chance yeah. you know gave her the chance to spread that out guess what she rocked she rocked the house oh and she challenged herself with the whole voice thing exactly like that, that could have messed up all type of vocal cords but she had the opportunity was like if i haven't spoken and, you know, she took the the script the and thought about yeah. it. Uh-huh. Thought about it logical. It was like if I haven't spoken in twenty plus years, how will mm-hmm. my voice sound? Because it wouldn't sound normal. Right, right. It wouldn't sound normal. Mm-hmm. And she took the initiative and challenged herself with the whole voice thing. And then eventually she got better at it and had a coach to make sure that she doesn't mess up her vocal cords. Mm-hmm. But we're not challenged like that. We're yeah. not challenged. Of course, I can come back with my comebacks because 
you know, we grow up. I know for me, I grew up in a in a household where mm-hmm. sarcasm and jokes is always oh, yeah. prominent. So it's like, of course, I'm gonna come back with my comebacks. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing, but I'm not doing that 24 mm-hmm. seven. Like that's not who you are as a person. That's not who anybody is as a person. I mean, every now and then, that's just you know that could be a personality trait, but just how you know white people go on about their day black people go on about their day just living their daily lives people black people wake up and eat breakfast you know what i mean yeah. we, we drive our cars to work and not everything has to do with the snap of a finger and the twist of a neck you know what i mean yeah yeah so do you have any do you have any stereotypes that you've seen like specifically in movies like do you mm-hmm. know like your memorable ones that, that just made you just upset Oh, yeah. And I think when I was younger, I didn't realize it because when I was younger, all I knew was what was presented to me. Mm -hmm. And so if every time I saw a movie, the black girl was funny and sassy and people like that about her. Or every time, you know, I saw a TV show, the black girl was funny and sassy and people liked her. Well, guess what? Me growing up as a little black girl. Okay, well, I have to be funny. I have to be sassy. I have to be quick with the comebacks in order for people to like me. So that's what I was. I was shown these stereotypes and I became those stereotypes when I was younger. Now that I'm growing up, it's like I see these things and it automatically makes me upset, you know? Yeah. And and, and I see like in different commercials, different, you know, Disney Channel shows and stuff like that now or movies and, and the black girl is always the same always the same there's no dynamic to her character it never shows her home life nothing it's always just oh yeah girl that's what i'm talking about Mm-mm-mm. and oh yeah go fight them and, and yeah. all that other stuff mm-hmm. and i know there's one uh one show that we watch together and it has a uh black queer woman actually mm-hmm. the handmaid's tale how do you feel about her character do you think is dynamic do you think it's stereotypical in some of the things she says Mm -hmm. or is it just you know overall flipping the script and was like this is a woman Mm -hmm. yes she's going through handmaid's tale type Mm -hmm. drama but all women are going through this drama do you think Mm -hmm. you know do you think it's stereotypical do you think how she's handling or how they're writing her is stereotypical you know, okay, well, let me put this out there. I'm a little bit biased because The Handmaid's Tale, to me, is one of the best freaking shows out <laughs> right now. So excuse me if I can't get a couple bad things out about it. Uh, I love The Handmaid's Tale. I love The Handmaid's Tale. Um, gosh, I can't remember her. What was her name in the in the show? Um, Moira. Yes. Yeah. So Moira. Um, yeah, I, I liked her character a lot. I wish it could be more dynamic. Um, she was given the stereotypical role of the black best friend, though. I can't say that. Definitely so. She was, she was the, the black best friend. Um, and more so in like the uh, in like the flashbacks, it showed her being the strong friend. Yes. Um, it showed her being the strong friend. But when we start talking about like the present in, in Handmaid's Tale, um, it starts to show her kind of falling back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and June, her white best friend, the main character, has to kind of step up and be the rock for her. Uh, so it's, it's, it kind of takes a turn a little bit in that aspect. Uh, when it starts talking about queer representation, I really appreciated that. Me being uh, a queer woman myself, I am bisexual. So seeing mm-hmm. that representation, 
I really appreciated it. Um, it didn't go too crazy into her being queer, which I appreciated. Uh, most of the time when you do have queer representation on screen, their entire character is revolved around their sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't like that for me in this show. It, it presented it a couple times and it just showed her as a human being in this situation rather than saying, oh, well, she's a lesbian. So everything she does is with the lesbian mindset. You know what I yeah. mean? It was it was just a part of her, but it wasn't her whole character. Yeah, because she, she was strong in a sense to a point where she put herself in situations that gave her opportunities to actually, you know, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. escape. Yes. Which was which which was something that for me was kind of like okay they took that strong aspect and made it something to be inspirational or admiring mm -hmm. yes black women already we have two things against us we're black and we're a woman mm -hmm. we have to fight a little bit harder than others and we right. have to reserve ourselves harder than others because we get generalized you know one girl messes up all of us mess up and mm -hmm. yes, we're always strong and we can adapt to any situation, but it allowed, you know, we seen the scene where she was actually crying and broken. Yeah. Like she, she, they, the writers allowed her to feel some type of vulnerability. Right. And then she got back up and was like, I'm not taking this as my situation. Mm -hmm. I'm getting up and I'm gonna do something about it. Mm -hmm. And even left at one point, left June and was like, girl, yes, I love you, but I gotta bounce. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I see you, boo. <laughs> and, and left. Uh -huh. um, so let's get into something that's a little bit more like mm -hmm. Black Panther. Black Panther was was a pedestal for, you know, black people mm -hmm. in a whole, in a community. What do you think about the women that was in there? So like Shuri, um, I don't know if this is pronounced right, um, Okia, mm -hmm. which is um, the warrior. And then Nikita, which is like Lupita, and then um, Black Panther's mom, which was Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. Like, how would you think of those four women? Um, I can see, I, I can, I'm looking at their picture now, and all I see is strength. You know, all I see is resilience. All I see is black brilliance. Um, and though we can kind of pass that off as being a little bit stereotypical, when we look at the fashion of the movie everything is in power you know yeah. everything because it's, it's a hero movie yeah it definitely you is gotta be powerful to be in the hero movie so um but i love that they represented this power not just as oh because it's a black woman but it's power in their culture yeah. it was power in their country mm -hmm. it was power in knowing who they were yeah and i feel like that's a power that is taken from a lot of African-Americans that isn't taken from Africans, period. Yeah. Um, a lot of African-Americans don't know who they are. They don't they know, know where, where we they, came from. We don't know where we came from. We don't know, uh, you know our ancestors. Mm -hmm. We don't know, and this is a big one, um, we don't know our medical history. And I feel like there's power that comes with all of those things. Yes. And there's knowledge that comes yes. with all of those things. And I feel like it radiates through this movie when they talk about their culture, when they talk about, you know, all of the uh, innovations that they've been able to make, despite all of the uh, the representation that America holds for Africa. Also, no. uh -huh. each one of them are different. They're, each one is different in their own right. So mm -hmm. like Shuri's the technology one. She's 
completely yeah. smart. Um, Lupita's character was nurturing in a sense, mm-hmm. but she was also powerful. Absolutely. Um, of course, the general, nothing but power and leadership. Mm-hmm. And then the mother came in with that nurturing guidance right. and was like, this is my son. The matriarch, yeah. But I'm going to tell you if you're wrong. Right. Because she was like, uh-uh, stop she this She was here. more of a guide for him than anything yeah, else. And, yeah, and it showed, I guess all four of them showed what, what one black woman has to be. All you know, in one. You have to absolutely. be nurturing, you gotta be a leader, you gotta be... You have, you know, to, you be have the, to be a leader, be but you can't be too bear. strong. Yeah, absolutely. And they showed it in a way where it was, it was, it was perfect to have four different, you know, different women... Uh, do you have any more? Do you see any more? Like, any other representation? Um, I think something that we were watching the other night, uh, The Proud Family. Oh, that yes. Was, that was a big one for me growing up. Um, and even now, looking back on it, I still see a couple of stereotypes. Uh, but I appreciate that show so much and that it was created for black children. Um, of course it, you know, it caters to all, but in certain references, in certain innuendos. Like the, like the, like the forehead thing. Exactly. Just and, small stuff like that. When they call her, you know, oh, her name is Penny Forehead Proud. You know what I mean? That's, that's a black yeah. thing. Black people always talk about how big <laughs> each other's forehead is, especially for light-skinned girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Light-skinned girls got the biggest forehead, or that's how it goes. <laughs> I don't have a big forehead. <laughs> no, I, I got a generally pretty forehead, so <laughs> I used to get called that. But even in then, yes, it had that, but it still had its problems because it was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was fine. Yeah. Um, even, even then. So let's get into... Let's take a break, and then we're going to get into uh, the anime and the comics and the video games. And I know you only have a little bit of knowledge of that, Lily, but, you know, we're going to talk about your perspective, because you've never really been too into it, but your perspective Mm -hmm. in seeing it, because you are my best friend, and I am seeing it. Right. So she forces me to watch these things. (laughs) She forces me to know something. (laughs) Well, it's not that I force, it's just the knowledge comes off and rolls off. easily off my tongue so we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna get back into it thank you this is our break and i just want to thank you uh for all the listeners for listening to wicked coven in its first official episode but you can follow us on instagram at wicked underscore coven and you can also follow us on twitter which is wicked underscore coven as well and we're gonna do the corny joke of the day which is why did the bike fall over? If you have the answer, just uh, DM us on Instagram and we'll see if we'll shout you out next episode if you get the answer correct. Thank you. Okay, welcome back. We're going to get into part two of the podcast where we talk about the anime, comics, and video games. So let me tell you my experience and how I got into anime, comics, and video games. So, of course, I was just watching regular TV and stuff like that. And then I believe there was a cartoon um, that introduced, like, Mm X-Men. It had, like, Wolverine and stuff like that. And then I seen this black character with white hair. And I was like, (laughs) I can do this? (laughs) Um, Is it possible for me to have white hair? You know, and she was such a strong character well, not a strong character, which she is very strong, but 
she was one of the main characters. Like, you know X-Men, you know of Storm. Yes. Like, you think of Storm and Wolverine mostly, mm-hmm. typically, and then, of course, like, Dr. Xavier and stuff like that. But her, seeing her was like, okay, what else is there? What mm-hmm. other black girls is there? What other powers do she have? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They don't just have comics. They have cartoons. Yeah. Oh, what about the cartoons? Oh, video games. Mm-hmm. What in video games is there else? And then I got into anime, and then there isn't really any black girls. But the anime community in itself that I found out in the past couple of years that I've been into it since middle school is very, very toxic to to black girls. Like, they're very insulting. And... Um, I actually took Lily to Akon from Dallas, yes. and she got to experience it. I dressed up as one of the characters from Dangaramba, mm-hmm. and she came as Superwoman, I believe. I came as Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Wonder yes. Woman. So, how did you like that, and how did you experience that, and what did you see? Mm-hmm. Well, a little disclaimer uh, for Anime Con. So, I know, like Chania said, mm-hmm. I, I'm really not that much into anime. But I love the concept of dressing up. So, um, Which is called cosplaying. Yeah. yeah. So me, uh, Shania, and two, two of my little baby nephews, we got dressed up and went out there. And I was dressed as um, Wonder Woman. Um, but kind of like Amazonian kind of Afro Wonder Woman. I had Which my... is actually Nubia. Just okay, a fun fact. I'll take it. Nubia. Um, <laughs> so I'm guessing I was dressed as Nubia, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. Um, but yeah, I had my hair like in a big old afro and I wear hoops 24-7, so that's how I went. Um, and I was already kind of guessing that there wouldn't be too many black people at AnimeCon, uh, but I was definitely shocked when I saw that we were the only black people at AnimeCon, uh, which I didn't really care. I was there to enjoy myself, not look for other black people, but, um, yeah, I was expecting there to be a little bit more uh just from the mere passion that Shania has for it I knew that there was other other black girls out there and other black guys out there that loved anime but like Shania said because their community is so toxic towards anybody that's a minority I can understand why people wouldn't want to go out there and dress up and you know dress to the nines with the whole costume makeup and all that stuff because uh a little bit kind of to dive in what we were talking about in part one you know black people aren't allowed to be mediocre we always have to be on 10 and so i can understand how that might be a little scary you know going into anime con and you're not on your 10 and somebody's like oh well there they go you know looking raggedy all over again not even and that they probably say oh you're the black character of so yeah, so. you're the black version of, or you're the black version of this, or black version oh, of that. Or you didn't do this correct because your skin is dark. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because cosplaying is doing whatever. It's a, it's a representation of that character. So what you see is is that somebody may take Sailor Moon yeah. and put that co- like costume type mm-hmm. thing and then use the theme of Storm. So if you've seen a picture that I showed you uh-huh. of one lady that did Storm, but in the Sailor Moon type thing with the whole yes. hair and yes. stuff like that. So is not about having a... It's whatever rendition you want. Yeah, so it's not having an exact representation mm-hmm. of what this is because there is white people that play Korra. And Korra is typically a dark-skinned, you know, from 
Airbender. Mm-hmm. She's actually a very dark skinned character. Mm-hmm. So, but you never hear them say, "Oh, you're the white version of Korra." Right. Or you're the oh, you're the white character. Mm-hmm. But there's hardly any characters for you know black girls to play. And mm-hmm. if they are in anime, which is typically only black men, they are gangster looking. Mm-hmm. They're scary looking. Mm-hmm. So they have, of course, typical cornrows. They may have a rip, ripped jeans, excuse me, and the tank top, and then maybe have some other denim type mm-hmm. situation going on. Um, like Taj, like Taj is really into it as much as he's our, you know, our third musketeer mm-hmm. in our friendship, and he also is really into anime and stuff like that. But he really doesn't have a character to play, mm-hmm. you know, unless you count because he's really into Pokemon. So unless right. you count Brock. Mm-hmm. But there's never been another one until recently mm-hmm. where his dragon type, I mean, his Pokemon type is dragons. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got so, so excited. Like, he was so excited. Like, he got the game immediately and, like, texted me and was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This dude looks black. He acts black. But he's in Pokemon. Yeah. Like, he's in Pokemon, but he's not the stereotypical gangster-looking mm-hmm. character. Um which was like when I seen him go excited, I was a little bit excited. And then they also came out with Nessa. She was a black character also, and she was like, I was like, oh, okay. And then he started coming out with more dark skin characters, and I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, Pokemon, what you doing? Let's start getting this into the rest of them. Right. But like, I know that you also seen cartoons that you bring into Penny Proud, and uh, all that. Have you seen in any in other any other? Cartoons, because cartoons is technically is anime and comics mm-hmm. and stuff like that too. It's in that animation. Um, I think <laughs> one of the uh, one of the most like prominent, I guess, black anime that comes to my mind, which maybe isn't even an anime, would be the Boondocks. Uh, technically, they say it is. Technically, they say I it's would an think, anime. I would think it would be. I mean, with the fighting scenes and everything, come on now. Well, yeah, technically it is. Yeah, the only thing that wouldn't make it an anime is if somebody was like, oh, it's because it has black characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's an anime. But uh, I never really watched it, only for the simple fact that it was like, it was just too much stereotypes for me for in one show. Like, everything about it was had, stereotypes. Yeah, everything about it was stereotypes. Uh, but they did a really good job in varying the characters, okay. which made it funny. Uh-huh. Of course, it's still stereotypical, but it mm-hmm. made it funny. Like you have a uh, Uncle Ruckus. Mm-hmm. He's a dark skin, but he hates black folks, which is weird. Which is actually it's it sounds weird, but but it's it's it's, it's, it's very prominent in it's, the black it's community. It's pretty common. It's pretty common. And then you have Riley, right? Riley, he's growing up seeing mm-hmm. all this hip hop, so he's. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a person that's in hip hop, mm-hmm. and he's he's playing that that gangster community role. And then you have Huey that's more like woke, mm-hmm. and then you have the uncle that's more like I'm in this white community. Mm-hmm. I gotta be on ten, like you said. Right. I have to be on ten, but he's also raising two different boys, mm-hmm. and also having to teach them about the black community while also battling some of the being black himself. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was good. And then you also have um, what's his name, Tom. Tom, right? I don't remember. Uh, that's the one that's dated the, the, the white woman and then had the mixed girl. Oh, this talking about on the boondocks? Yeah. He, yeah, he, I'm telling you, I never really watched it. It was cool. Um, so there's also Tom. I mm-hmm. believe his name is Tom because all I can think is the episode that was the Moody Warrior. And I was 
like, so what's it gonna be, Tom? Is it gonna be the easy way? Oh my God, yeah. Oh, the hard way. <laughs> um, but he also dated, you know, he was the black person that acted, you know, stereotypically white and dated a white woman mm-hmm. and had a mixed little girl. And then she's also going through the struggles of being mixed and figuring out her identity and then she's getting favors because she is light-skinned she has a whole bunch of curly hair yeah. that's not typically black or brown mm-hmm. so it's stereotypical but it varies the characters to a point where you can match it up to somebody in your own life like i've never had an uncle ruckus but i know uncle ruckus people right right right, right. <laughs> yeah definitely you know what you know what's another cartoon that um <laughs> there's another cartoon that Okay, so all of, all of the characters in this cartoon are animals, mm-hmm. but you know that there's some black animals. You know what I mean? So you ever <laughs> seen you ever seen the cartoon The Backyardigans? Oh yeah! Oh every, my god! Every yeah. single one of those yeah. characters are little black children. Oh yeah, most you know definitely, what I mean? most definitely. Cause one of them was like Uniqua, right? Yeah, yeah. One was Uniqua. I'm Uniqua. Okay. And then Uniqua what? Cause I know. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know, I know that's a little black girl. Come on. Uh, what was the other one? Oh no, I think the penguin. I think it was another one was like Jamal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the penguin was uh was Hispanic though. Yes, yes. The penguin, the yes, penguin was a yes. Hispanic little boy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it was Pablo, Tyrone, Uniqua, and Tasha. And Austin. Yes. And uh yeah, Pablo was the the penguin. Mm-hmm. And he was Hispanic. But each one of them was little black characters. You just had yes. a feeling like you knew they were little black characters. Yeah. I mean, what little white boy named Tyrone? What little white girl named Uniqua? <laughs> maybe you'll find a black guy named Pablo, but that's only. Well, there's an Austin. Uh, we did maybe Austin one. Could, Austin could be the one white boy in the bunch. But... Well, Austin was the moose, right? Mm-hmm. Was it the moose? Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Was the moose the main character? Was the moose? Mm. I don't know. Think so. I don't know. I like me some unique one. I so I yes. didn't know. <laughs> I, I I typically don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, there is time. Oh, I think he may have more episodes by yeah. himself, and yeah. he went on his own adventure. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think maybe. Austin might be the uh, the main character. Ooh, man, that was bad guardian. I totally forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, typically in video games, let's get into that. Um, I don't see black characters mm-hmm. i don't know of any black characters yeah. to be very only time you find oh. uh black characters in video games is when it's like renditions of actual stuff so like mortal kombat or, yes, I'm saying or Jax. x-men so yeah. jacks his daughter a black mm-hmm. girl or um, that's like one dead or alive doa yeah so most of the time whenever you see video games with black characters it's because there's a movie or a show out there that has those characters that just so happen to be, you know, one of them has to be black. Uh, but I've, I don't know. I don't I've really, really know. Seen, like, I don't really know of any, to be very honest with you. And if they are, most they're of the time, extremely most of the time light-skinned. Um, they're in groups, so it'll never be a video game where the main character is a, is a, is a black person. Most of the time, if you find something, let's say, um, like Left 4 Dead, It'll be a, a group of like maybe four people, but one of them will be oh. black. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I've never seen a video game where the main character is just black. But anytime I've played a video game 
I always try to choose like the darkest character. Of course. Even if they're not black. Like if they have tan skin, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take that one. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like in Mortal Kombat with Jade. So Jade in every single one of the Mortal Kombat games has always been dark. Just a little bit dark. Just, yeah, she's tan. always been like kind of like tan. But in this newest Mortal Kombat game, she was a little that's a, that's a black girl. You can't tell me anything different. Yeah. Even like with the graphics and anything, when you pull her up, my me and my brother were playing and he pulled her up to like change her outfit or something. And he goes, oh my God, Lily, Jade looks just like you. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> yes, sir. I'll never pick another character again in my life. Oh my goodness. And even like in, um, in Dead or Alive, what's her name? La Mariposa. She was a black girl. Oh, but yes. her name was Hispanic. So guess who I always pick as my Afro-Latina representation when I play Dead or Alive? La Mariposa. My and little, she kind of dresses as that um, carnival. Yeah, exactly. That carnival so type. So think, I'm thinking she was maybe Brazilian or something. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think, yeah, I think she was Brazilian because she always wore like that carnival kind of outfit, you know? Yeah, but there's always... But they do carnival in Panama, so she might be Panamanian. Who knows? With, with no backstory. That's what I'm saying. But I can tell you right now, that's my character. I know all the little jumps, kicks, chops, all of that stuff. And it's weird because they will only have one black man and one black always, woman. Always, always one black not, man and one black woman. There's not. And they're always connected somehow in some kind of backstory, some kind of way that they're they're. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we don't know everybody we right. know. Right. You can't just be a black person in the same place as mine, as, as me, you know what I mean? I just so happen to be two superheroes. Right, we can be two separate black people. That's okay. Not all black people are related. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and end the show today, and I really appreciate Lily being here and, Thank you know, you. putting her opinion into this. And I really, truly enjoy having you on here and getting your perspective because we're both Afro-Latino and black, so to the world, we look like black girls. Yeah, to the world, we're, we're cousins, we're sisters. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really glad to have you on here, and I'm also really glad to have the listeners in also listening in and, you know, being able to, to hear our opinions. And if you mm-hmm. have your own opinions, please go to our Instagram and our Twitter and um, give us some of your thoughts. And then if you have any questions, you can definitely – um, send those in and we can answer them on the air for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good day and thank you for listening. Stay wicked, my friends. The song of the day is BTS on.
我正在听我家里带的曲。